Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen. In this podcast, I'm going to continue on our quest for teaching manners to our children. We've already covered please and thank you, and now we'll move on to a really challenging one, according to my listeners, how to get kids to chew with their mouths closed. There's nothing more gross in my mind than sitting and eating with an adult who eats with their mouth open. I had a colleague at work years ago who did it so often, it was talked about behind his back, and some people avoided having lunch with him. Yikes. He was in his late 20s. I think we all fear that our kids will grow up into such food-spewing adults who are avoided like the plague, but what do we do? Some of you have kids who are already tweens or teens, which makes the challenge harder, but in this podcast, we'll go over some ideas on how you can do a course correction no matter what the age. I do have to start out saying that, like just about every parenting issue, the earlier you start, the easier things will be in the long run. Preschool is a great time to start manners training, but don't be discouraged if you have older kids. The first thing you're going to do is talk about it. Communicating with your family about expectations about any activity you do is really key. So put chewing food in that same category. It's a life skill you need to teach. You need to explain both the why they need to chew with their mouth closed and what that looks like so that everyone is on the same page. You can have small discussions with one child during a meal, or if you feel you haven't been clear with your entire family, then have a family meeting and talk about chewing manners. Here's some ideas in how to approach chewing food. Start with basic skills. Some kids shove too much food into their mouths, so practice taking a small bite. Go over what bite-sized pieces are and, ex- and what you expect for different types of food. Include examples of foods that you grab with your hands like pizza and apples versus a bowl of cereal or pasta. You could give everyone a knife and have them cut whatever it is into bite-sized pieces to make sure the learning is going well. Next, you could include some fun and games. You can play games where kids earn points. You can be creative and even a little crazy. When you have fun, learning can really settle in without being a burden. Here's some ideas. Make a game out of cutting up food into the right sized bite pieces using maybe a ruler or other marking system on plates to figure it out. How about chewing so many times before swallowing? Five chews, ten chews. Set different numbers and get feedback to finally find the ideal number as a family. Or use a timer for keeping track of chewing with the mouth closed for a certain amount of time. Little kids love setting timers, so let them set away for each other. Keep score. You could be brave and have the kids purposely try to talk with foods in their mouths while they try to hide the food from being seen from other by others. See how much food that is. Keep track of the sizes that each kid can successfully hide and talk or say something uh, like a silly nursery rhyme at the same time while they're trying to hide their food. You could also do the opposite of trying to hide the food by having everyone stuff a little bit too much food in their mouths and try to talk. Maybe you'd want to do this at a picnic table in your backyard, since it might get messy. You could also want to um, maybe 
make sure that no one chokes on it by overdoing it. So please be careful if you decide to go this route. I think you get the idea of chewing games. So let's move on. You could use books. There are actually a few books that you could read to younger kids that can help. Two favorites for toddlers and preschoolers seem to be How Dinosaurs Eat Their Food and Dinner with Olivia. I'll put links in my show notes for you to be able to click on. Now, my favorite in dealing with things like this is to set up signals. Those of you who follow my podcast have heard other examples of setting up signals in your home for things like anger issues. I love them. In this case, once you have the basics down, decide with your family what signal you could all use when someone is chewing food with their mouth open. It's wearing on us to all keep saying things like, and please chew with your mouth closed. We start out being patient and loving, but sometimes it pushes us over the edge and we get triggered and we wind up saying something like, if you don't stop chewing with your mouth open, you're going to your room. So what signal could you use? Here are some ideas, but keep in mind that choosing as a family is going to be most effective. So use these just as idea starters. You could tap your fork on your plate gently once for child number one, twice for child number two, etc. Or maybe you tap your hand on the top of your head or tap your nose. You could also do something simple like putting your hand over your mouth. I sometimes encourage people to have like a small stuffed animal sitting at the table as if it's a guest and it gets passed to the person who needs reminding. Whatever you do, consistency is super key. Once you've communicated and agreed as a family what eating habits are acceptable, it's really important that you follow through. This will take time and it will be repetitive, but you need to keep it loving and kind in addition to being consistent. Do not give up. It's really important. Now for the harder part, having consequences. What do you do if things aren't working out for one of your kids? Maybe you have an older child and they're just being defiant or spiteful. Whether your child is young or old, you need to agree that there will be consequences for poor eating behaviors. Possible options include removing the child from the dinner table. This works for younger kids, not necessarily older ones. You could make them eat alone or take away a fun toy or activity. Listen to my podcast number 10 if you need help setting up effective and loving consequences. You might also listen to my last podcast, number 51, about dealing with kids who drain your energy if the issue persists, because this could drain my energy for sure. Lastly, there could be medical issues involved. I don't want to leave this topic without covering this one more thing about chewing and mouths being open. Some kids have real breathing issues that make it difficult to chew. They could have overgrown adenoids or tonsils. They could have inflammation of the epiglottis or a throat infection that could interfere with their being able to chew with their mouth closed. Toddlers and preschoolers probably fall into this category more than older kids, but if you are having problems, have your pediatrician take a look. I hope you found this short podcast useful and hopefully um, you can see how a lot of these can be applied to other table manners as well that you might be struggling with, whether it's using utensils, leaning back on chairs. My mom always used to get pissed at us for that. Uh, Reaching too far across the table and spilling things, not clearing the table, whatever. 
you need to establish some family guidelines. Then, again, follow through in a loving manner. Let me know if you need more help by emailing me, mary at parentingdakota.com, or hire me as a coach. This podcast transcript is available on my website as a reference. If you'd like to see the show notes, I will put the books on there. That's all for now. Have a blessed rest of your day.